Welcome to the game with Glenn Quartermain and Adrian Barrage. Quarter's a veteran footy scribe with hands so small he can only carry two pints. And Barra, an Eagles original, Earth Demons diehard and regular face on Channel 7. Hello, Adrian Barrage here from 7 News. He'll tell you about the 1991 grand final, except he got dropped after the prelim. We don't promise any fancy sound effects or bells and whistles. It's just two blokes talking football. Yes, and thank you, Dennis Committee, the great Dennis Committee. This is Quarters and Barra. I am Glenn Quartermain, Chief Sports Reporter for the West Australian. With me is Adrian Barrage of Channel 7, Perth Football Club and West Coast Eagles fame. We are brought to you by Tab Touch. Better your bet with Tab Touch. Please gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help on 1800 858 858 if you have any issues. Quite a bit to get through, Barra, but let's start with the big news of the week, certainly in Western Australia, and that is the retirement of Nick Natanui. We'll get onto the Matildas in a second and we'll peel, mm. peel the round apart after that. But um, Nick Natanui, uh, three-time All-Australian, two-times John Worsfold medalist, uh, just a great of the game. My take on Nick Nat is would have liked to have seen him get a bit more out of his body. Mm -hmm. It's the right call given his Achilles injury. But I think when you compare him to the greatest Ruckman, was he the greatest Ruckman ever? No, because Polly Farmer has that mantle. But I reckon he's right up there in the top one or two for players who had the biggest impact on the Mm. midfield. So I reckon when he was up and about, the Midfield players around him grew in stature, and I think that's the great legacy for Nick Natanui, apart from his off-field stuff. So known as one of the great characters and one of the great humans. Yeah. Barra. No, it's, it's a very good point you make. It. He's up with Stephen Michael for impact in the mid in the mids, you know, like to hit the ball down and go after it. He's could do the double whammy. Luke Jackson's doing a bit of that now. Stephen Michael was the best at it. In terms of a tap ruckman, I reckon Nick's right up there. I, I know Mark Duffield's got him at number one. Mm-hmm. I saw him post something on his Polly thing. was pretty good. Yeah, I was going to say the, the great farmer wasn't. Ask was no, Billy Goggin how good he was. was. No, Mark, that's right. Straight down to Billy, Billy Goggin. Well, straight down to Luke Shuey. That was the weird Not thing. just even straight down, 15, 20 metres away to Billy Goggin running into, into the clear, as Luke Shuey would uh, testify as well. There'd be a lot of people wondering who we're talking about, though, wouldn't they, with Billy Goggin? Yeah. <laughs> they'd know they, Polly. It's the rover to Polly Farmer at Geelong. <laughs> the free, the, the freeway named after Polly, but... But um, Chewy roving to – that was the weird thing about the 2008 draft. They both went in that draft. They ended up forming this a wonderful partnership. And at the media conference oh, – I thought you were there. You weren't there. No, no. no, no it was no. a Monday. No. Yeah, day off. Um, at the media conference, I, I actually went along. I didn't go to the other two, and, and they chipped me too. Bunga got into me. and For not being at the Chewy got into me. McGovern said, I'm retiring next week. You better be here. <laughs> at Chewy, during the whole press, Chewy – uh, held on to Ezekiel, Zeke, what do they call him? Ezekiel. Oh, yeah, Ezekiel. Ezekiel. Ezekiel, yeah, but he's got a nickname, Ezzy, 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 I think it is. And Shuey, because he was playing up, Shuey was walking around carrying the kid, little fella, uh, who's going to look like he might be a bit of a footballer as well. So, geez, it was powerful. They played this beautiful um, song beforehand with all the highlights. They did that the... with uh, Hearn and Shuey as well. I was at those two conferences. It weren't highlights like this though, mate. Okay. <laughs> I mean, Shuey had a couple there after the siren and oh, yeah. Normie Smith and all that sort of stuff. But holy crap, just some of those marks and some of the 
palming of the ball. It was just it was the, it was beauty personified in terms of football terms. So so sad to see him go. One of the it's world's best. It's the right time blokes. though. It is the right time, and your yeah. body tells you you can't. It's the elite level. And I think last week. I think I t- we basically said he was going. I basically knew he was mm. going, and it was, the plan was for to work it out between the boys. They go one each week, and Bunger went first, Shuey went second, and and Nick Nat went third. So Nick had made up his mind ages ago, um, several weeks ago, had the surgery, and realised this is not good. This, you know, I've got a, I've had a ruptured Achilles. Who comes back from that at my age and my weight and my, you know, my uh, time of life? I want to be able to carry my kids and have a kick. So. He was always going, but just the, the, the overriding thing with Nick for me is that 2018 grand final when he had to suck it up because I've been in that situation where I missed out on 91 and 92 and, and Danny Laidley, Dean Laidley, Danny Laidley. We were on the same boat. David Hart missed one, I remember. David Hines missed another one. Mitchell White might have missed one. I've been in that situation, but his having carried the team in 2018 to do his knee in round 17, remember, and just – Gonski and not going to be playing finals and going to miss his place. And it's so unfair that he didn't get a medal. It's a bit like Bob nah, Murphy. Sorry, can't have it. Mate, I love but, him. But, but nah. is there's got to be – don't you think there should be some rule? That guys, the, if you contribute so much – But what does it mean to you, mate? I mean, if you don't get a medal on grand – if you don't play on grand final day, I just don't – it's But shouldn't be there be hollow. something for your – I mean, he was such a part of that team yeah. to get him there, like Bob Murphy. When yeah. Bob Murphy and didn't was play on 16. the day though, mate, and and Bevo as gave him as, his medal. Well, at as one sad stage. as it is though, you didn't play on the day. You know when he went down. Why are you so hard seven, on that? I'm not. Well, I just don't believe if you haven't played on the day. Round seventeen, when he went down, it was against Collingwood at the G, I reckon. And uh, I thought it was against that, Collingwood. I yeah. thought that's it. Can't win the flag. I declared it. I was obviously very wrong, but. Uh, I, that's the value to the team I put in Nick Nat Nui. So I, but but yeah. why, why do you think uh, – I'd just, like to survey people and just see well, – maybe there should email be, in. If you've got um, – yeah, well, you know, if you've contributed for 70% of the year or I don't know if, what the qualification is. I think you get is. those accolades at the club championship awards, which is fair enough. But I think on grand final day, if you're not but in the 20 – In the NFL, they hand out extra 23. rings. Doesn't mean we and have so, to do it here. I don't like it. I don't like it. No, I don't like it, mate. You've got <laughs> so to – You sound like <laughs> – Pauline Hanson. Oh, please. Please. Uh, you've got a couple of other Nick Nat Nui tales, which sort of. But I, I'd like to hear from people about that because I think mm-hmm. every year there is someone who really deserves it and has, has, has been integral. And if you get crushed, like, and I'm not talking about Robert Harvey missing out or Matthew Pavlich or Nick Revolt or Gary Ablett not getting a premiership. I'm talking about people who are injured cut down on the eve of the finals, you know what I mean, and would contributed the whole season. Yeah, no, that's where, that's where you get your accolades that, on club championship night. And, and, you know, on the on – the, And you're part of it on grand final day. It's just you didn't play. That's yeah, but just, you're just part of it. You're just crying, life, mate. Sorry, I was mate. out there. I life was like, can be harsh. I know. Was, if I got called up. I, in 91, I was an emergency. I could have got called up. Are you trying to poison Number anyone? 38, Adrian Barrage. Mate, how good would that be? Get up there and got another, got a medal, you know? Like, anyway. But not that I deserved as much as Nick or Bob Murphy. Anyway, I, I, let's go back. And, and you know what makes it even worse is 2015. Mate, he couldn't. He's, he's oh, it's just the Because his, his mum had passed away in Fiji on the uh, – In early August. Of, yeah. Early yeah. August. So he had to fly over there. Tough. For the funeral. Um, she had been a single mum. His dad passed away, Bola passed away when he was about two. So she was a wonderful, wonderful woman. He got all these, you know, uh, you know, ethics and morals values. and values from her. Yeah. 
and he, he wasn't at one stage. He wasn't coming back. He wasn't coming back from Fiji after that. You know how they have an the elaborate funerals over mm. there and all the process and the family he, he, traditional uh, funeral. He, uh, he they had to talk him around. He was thinking, why would I go back? My life's empty. Losing I feel a, empty. L- losing a parent is very very hard. As we know, yeah, and in, and apparently in the 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 grand final parade. He was just flat as a tack, you know, like in the car when you go through Melbourne mm. and stuff. And he's thinking he didn't. He slept two hours before the match. He's, he's he roomed with his brother at the hotel. They're basically crying most of the night. Yeah. Okay, I hope I'm not br- breaking confidentiality here, but I think he's spoken about this stuff. And then in the game, I think he had four possessions. And they got pumped by forty odd points by your blokes, and never looked like they were in it. And and then after the game, he broke down in the rooms, in the in the well, huddle with the boys. Certainly shattered on the ground after the game. I remember that vision of him. Uh, Crouching. Very sad to see, yeah. Such, yeah. you know. So, but, but having so said that. that makes me even yeah. more want to give him a. a yeah, a, I know. I look, I understand your point of view. I, I'm just not for that on that particular day. But a lot of great, great games from Nick Nat as well. So, um, but it's not just about grand finals, of course. But most of us judge ourselves. I mean, I certainly judge my. Uh, Big games. Don't want to talk about myself, but most footballers judge themselves about big games or, or finals, well, or, well and particularly grand finals. That's why Tony many Evans, big games. Tony Evans, is so regarded yeah. at the West Coast Eagles because like grand finals, Mister September, ninety two, ninety four. Yeah, yeah. Man, there's all those. All, you would have had those blokes that just lifted. Oh well, Stewie Jew, mate, the best one ever. Yeah, two thousand and eight. <laughs> Came of from Nowheresville. The other thing about Nick is that he was always up for for helping people, and I can remember. Um, I had a, a friend of my son who was getting bullied at school, not very popular. Um, was having a party and the kids were sort of, you know, begrudgingly coming along. And I took Nick Nat along to the actual kid's party and suddenly the kid was transformed and the people around him were transformed as well. And it, it, it's, he was no longer getting bullied at school. And so Nick went out of his way to sort of help young people. He reached out to that kid who got caught up in that, um, blackface controversy. Do you remember that when I he do. Kid, kid dropped dressed up for book week? Yep. As Nick Nat and his mum, innocent stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She was just yeah. wanted him to look like Nick Nat, and of course she didn't understand probably that you can't do that stuff anymore. And the way he handled it was magnificent. He he reached out and he didn't crucify anyone. He just said, you know, look, I thought that when I was young too, but. As I've read and learned, so that it, it, you know what the history of it is, we, we probably can't do it. And and I think privately he might have he might have reached out to the kid as well and the family and gone and seen them. So you know he's, he was just doing magnificent stuff all over the all over the place. And we always get attacked. And the West cops it a lot for put, using Nick Nat on the front and back a lot, don't they? People what are we going to do they now? They always have a crack at us. What, <laughs> <laughs> what about us? We got to the extent, you know that expression, jumping the shark. Oh, yeah, Fonzie, yeah. happy days. <laughs> so People would not know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, better. There's a show in the 70s and 80s called Happy Days, and Fonzie was the, uh, you know, the cool figure in it, I guess, with his leather jacket. And, and they used to try and stretch it. Who was the, the actor again? Uh, that was Henry Winkler. Yeah, that's And right. they used to try and stretch it as much as they could. And the day it really went all right for them was they had him um, <laughs> jumping a shark in a, in a big <laughs> on a his motorbike. Ski, on his motorbike. <laughs> and it just. Uh, uh, just, just, bit too far. You push the envelope days. too far, yeah, but they, you've they, run out of storylines. That's why they call it jumping the shark. And so every every sitcom ends up having a jumping the shark moment, don't it they? Does. When you push it too far, you except go, right. for Seinfeld, <laughs> it's, a, <laughs> it's a skull. 
<laughs> Every time you mention Seinfeld, you have to scuff. Yeah, we'll get onto that to later later on. What we'll was I saying it. about that? Uh, oh, yeah. that's what I was going to say. We we jumped the shark at Seven News at one stage there because um, racking our brains of things to do with Nick Nat. At one stage, Ryan Daniels took him out and did one of those, um, you know, driving in the car with Nick Nat sort of things. Oh yeah, and, and <laughs> he took Luke Jackson. <laughs> so it was Luke Jackson and Nick Nat <laughs> driving. <laughs> this is before he got drafted. Yeah. Mate, it was a Where did weird, they drive the to? weirdest conversation. And and I think Nick actually dressed up as an Uber driver and sort of just pulled up and picked him up. <laughs> and then that was bad enough. But then we went and it was Basil. I think it might have been Basil's idea, Basil's Emplus, now the Lord Mayor. <laughs> he said, why don't I go shopping with Nick Nat? And we go, oh, yeah, what, clothes shopping, stuff like that? You know, he's got – because he's no, got – food shopping. He's got this amazing uh, – you go to his house, he's got this huge wardrobe – of shoes, athletic shoes, Nike and all the rest of it. I don't know who sponsors are, but he's got like hundreds, hundreds, right? Like Amelda Marcos of footy. <laughs> but so Baz goes, yeah, let's go shopping with him. And he goes, we worked out, yeah, 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 you're right, grocery shopping. <laughs> so the promo was, what's in Nick Nat's shopping trolley? <laughs> well, yeah, that might be jumping the shark. <laughs> We've jumped the shark there. Anyway, it's a great man. You remember the Wildcats game when they they dared him to jump over the on on court announcer and slam dunk, and without stretching or anything, right. he got up from the front seat, <laughs> took the ball, jumped over the announcer, and slam dunked it and sat down. And I think John Worsfold's response was, "Yeah, fantastic, great effort. Won't be happening again." <laughs> yeah, and apparently, apparently at the uh, that week at training, he got the vision and and Wusher played it because he was going to castigate um, Nick Nat for doing it and said, "What do you think you're doing?" And when they played it, all the boys stood up and clapped. <laughs> uh, I guess I'm laughing. Now, joke. before we get on to <coughs> some more retirements, um, and well done to Nick Nat, we, you will be missed. Love the guy. Uh, we've got to mention our favourite subject at the moment, the Matildas. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, well, extraordinary. Well, we actually had to, in the end. Yeah, uh, you, you were all happened? set. What happened to the news? I know, news was going to be on at 5.30. And then when it went into extra time, so that was another... 30 minutes, okay, we thought um, – so the game finished at 5, uh, r- normal time. So 30 minutes, we thought, oh, well, that's fine, 5.30, that should end just on our news. And we go straight out of extra time into the news. And, of course, then it was the penalty shootout. And it turned out to be the longest penalty shootout in the history of the World Cup. N- 20 shots, 19 shots, one, and the 20th one went in, divine, uh, as we call her. Uh, Courtney Vine, and so Sarah, isn't it Sarah Vine? No, Courtney. Courtney yeah. yeah, she spells it a strange way too. And anyway, so the, it went so long. We got to one past six when Courtney was coming up, and we said we're going to go to the Derby at ten past six. <laughs> it's not much time for the news there, so the news just disappeared. And Would that um, be a first? I, th- I reckon it's it's got to be close to being a first. Yeah. And the numbers, it was, I mean, six million or seven million around Australia. Yeah, only Kathy Freeman's run, I think, has beaten it for a sporting event so yeah. far. So, and maybe I still reckon Kathy's ahead. But I mean, and that's taking nothing away from the Matildas. But it's one person. Versus, so you're, you've got Kathy ahead I of the Matildas one, at this stage. In terms of pressure, I mean, even it's a team effort. Uh, it's not their fault; they're in a team. But it's a mm. team effort as opposed to. I mean, if you're the individual who, okay. like Vine, who had to take that last penalty, yeah. But they're all important. They're all pressure kicks. But I just think Kathy was the only person. It was her inside a stadium. It was yeah. A cauldron. What about Mackenzie Arnold? 
fantastic performance. Man, she'd be, Been that, was twice, Ka- that was Kathy Freeman-esque. Yeah, it was. Twice at Perth Glory. Impressive in, with her was the fact she took the penalty kick. What did you say? T- twice at Perth Glory. She was twice the goalkeeper at Perth Glory. Had two stints right? there. I did yeah, not yeah. know that. Yeah. Um, and then had the wherewithal to be able to block it out, block out the disappointment. And go and take some more uh, goalkeeper. I know. Some more penalty after, kicks. After, Amazing. After they, they 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 doctored that one, they, she'd saved it and said she was off the line. Is that the one you're talking about? Yep. And then she had to do it again. I no, I'm was... talking about she actually took the kick as well. She oh took yeah, the she missed that. Well. Yeah, but there's a lot. Uh, there's a lot of people um, uh, having babies soon. Will be called Mackenzie, I reckon. Yeah, and maybe even some kids. Yeah. M- males called Arnold. Probably. Arnold. Can, Remember can, Arnold Horshack? Yeah, from Welcome Back, Colin. Yeah, Arnold. Um, Arnold, Arnold now, Horshack. It's, pretty, it's not a great name. What is I Barnum? was going to call my daughter Mackenzie. Where? Yeah. Yeah, I love that name. But there's a, there's a gag here. Not a gag. This is what actually what happened. Because of my build, I thought she might have my build and she'd be called Big Mac. Ah. So I ducked on it and I went with Madison. Because Jade was still drugged up when I was able to name the baby. It was brilliant. <laughs> Actually, can delete that. <laughs> Barnaby, Bar- what's going on with Barnaby? Yeah, mate, Barnaby How can you possibly watch the game and it's a replay of the last game against France and it's on Channel 10 and no one, no one in the pub knew <laughs> what was going on. Oh, that's a made-up story, surely. Is, does that stuff happen much? Have you got a story about that? I do. <laughs> but it's very different. Yeah. Oh, look. Are you allowed to tell it or Yeah, Yeah, no, I can. It's really funny. So back in the 1980s, um, a mate of mine uh, lived in Warrnambool. And it was when they had Hey Hey It's Saturday mm-hmm. and you'd have, you know, Daryl and Ozzy. And they used to read the lotto results out during it. Now, there was a bloke in this pub who wasn't very trustworthy. In fact, no. he used to, you know, maybe take a bit of coin Tea change off the, off the bar and stuff. Anyway, so they set him up beautifully one day. This is back in the days of VHS. So what they did is they recorded the previous week's lotto. Oh, yeah. And Daryl and Aussie show, <laughs> right? Yeah. And they got the lotto ticket I like with matching matching the Division 1 from the <laughs> previous week, right? So they put the VHS in and they're all sitting there having a beer. The bloke's sitting there as usual. On comes the – and he goes, hey, mate, I've just got to go downstairs and change a barrel. Can you just check my lotto ticket? <laughs> so, of course, it came up as every single number <laughs> plus the SUP. So Division 1, bang. Oh. He gets upstairs from changing the barrel and he said, how would I go? He said, no, nah, no good. <laughs> I saw that coming. <laughs> he thought he'd walk off with it. Oh. And they've caught him. They've pulled his pants down. Now, tomorrow night, Matilda's 6 p.m. Wednesday night, I've got a school appointment. I've, I've emailed them today and what? I've said, yeah, there's a school meeting. I've said, you know, I won't, you know, mention, well, I will. It's well, Trinity. PNC. But it's not their fault. It's but PNC, is it? Or? Well, no, it's a, it's a camp information session. Oh, I'd be zero coming, camps coming up. No, no one's going to be there because of the Matildas. So I've, just, said, I've emailed zero. them and said, what's going on? I mean, I'm extremely doubtful starter, I can tell you. Mate, this, mate did you watch the scenes around Australia? Yeah, the whole yeah. of Australia was on its What did you make of the uh, Fagan and um, and Nick's, the Adelaide, uh, watching the, the replay as yeah. before they did the press? Were you at Optus? I was at Optus, mate. It was brilliant. The yeah. Eagles just went, keep playing it. And they played it, which is really good for them to do that. Mark I mean, by the Eagles. Probably, they yeah. should have kept playing it during the oh, game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll get on to that in a minute. <laughs> get now, we better it. get on to some other retirements. Uh, Jack Rewalt has announced his retirement this morning. Ooh. Following Trent Cochin out the door. Uh, they play North Melbourne at the MCG. Now, North have been pretty handy in recent weeks. I was thinking of tipping them this week. Not anymore. I'll be tipping. I'll be tipping the Tigers. Hey, I tipped the Hawks, mate. By I know, the way, can I, I just mention we'll that? Get on to, you did. Can't believe you didn't tip him. Well, tip because my, I'm tipping with my head, not my heart. And what do you mean the Hawks won? I you know did. they won. Oh, by the way, 
Who did I say Finn McGuinness yeah, would play yeah, on? Yeah, right. And Libba. And Libba and got, you, he did get knocked out. You can't too. tag the bond. And it uh, still didn't work though, did it? The Haw- a lot of people, good feedback for me from a lot of people about the Hawks and also about telling them that Nick Knack was going to retire. <laughs> oh, that's good. Well, no, I'll give you credit for that. Yeah. So we'll miss Jack Rewalt. I'll tell you what he has done though. Jack Rewalt. Yeah. He's ruined Mr. Brightside for me. <laughs> That grand final of 2017, the, the, the drought-breaking premiership when he gets up on stage with the Killers. I can't, like every time I hear that song now, I think of him. You didn't like it? No. No, I did. Well. It was good theatre. It was good theatre. <laughs> the bright side. Um, and the other one, of course, is Paddy McCartan. A very sad retirement. Uh, uh, recommended by a panel of AFL medical experts and not surprised. And I'm actually happy to hear that he's bowing out because – too many concussions, and we saw the last one was in an innocuous fall, and he's mm. fallen on, on the head. But it was it was just a sort of gentle tap, and then he was very wobbly. Mm. So he's got the rest of his life to live. It's a significant area, and I'm I'm pleased they've made the right decision there, and he's made the right decision. He still had a pretty good career. Oh, absolutely, fantastic uh, family. Hey, listen, grab your pen for a sec, yes. just before you get on to the other pooparama. Yep. <laughs> another another skull. skull. <laughs> Someone reckons we should skull and all those things. Hey, listen. Grab your pen because I'm going to give you the draft, Nick Nat Nui's draft from mm-hmm. 2008 to go back to the great man. What do you and, want, a top three I, or something? And I'll just tell you the names in here. Okay. It's a monstrous draft. And so you you need to pick if you had a chance. So, you know, Hawthorne famously had the 2004 draft where they picked those the three stars, Roughhead, Buddy and um, Jordan Lewis. And then, the, and then the following year they picked. I'm already giving you my top three. I can give it to you now. All right, I'll, I'll toss up the names. Okay. So Jack Watts went number one, yep. right? Okay, so you're not taking him, are you? Nope. Okay, number two was Nick Natanui. He's in the top three. Okay, number three was Stephen Hill. Yep, he's a very, very good player, but not in the top three. Not in your top three? No. Four was Hamish Hartlett. Five was Michael Hurley. Six was Chris Yaron. Seven was Daniel Rich. Mm-hmm. Very he's good now player. Out. He's now out for the season. Is he out See for that? the season? Yeah. No, that's sad for him. Yeah, so he probably won't get that flag. Eight was Ty Vickery. Nine, Jack Zebel. Yeah, very Still good player, player but not top three. Ten, Phil Davis. Very good player, not top three. No, Mug. Eleven, Steel Sidebottom. Top three. Eighteen, I'll go kick on to eighteen, Luke Shuey. Top three. Okay, how many have you had so that's far? That's three. That's three, right. Okay. So you're going to turn down Hayden Ballantyne, 21. Yes. David Zarak is 23. Uh, Jack Redden, 25. Was Michael Walters in that? Taker? Yeah, Dane Beams. Dane Beams, uh, nah, not in the top three. Gonski, Dane Beams, 29. Michael Walters is probably unlucky if he's in that draft group, but I can't have him ahead of those other three. Walters is up at 53. Yeah, he's top five, but not top three. What about Dan Hennebury? Top five, but not top three. What about Liam Shields? No, he's not top five in that group. He's very, very How good. How many flags Serviceable. did he win? Yeah, but he's a role. Beautiful football. How many flags did Nick Nat win? Yeah, okay. But he was right place, right time too, Liam Shields. Great player, great club man, great tackler, um, and generated a fair bit of the footy, but not in their calibre. All right, I'll get you on this one. Rory Sloan. Again, uh, not oh, in the top three. He's not again. in the top three. <laughs> Is so he you, better than Shuey? So you've got Nat Nui Shuey. Is he better Shuey. than he won a Norm No, I'll give you Nat Nui and Shuey. Yeah. And what was your third one? Still side bottom. You're not happy with side bottom? <sighs> Great career, mate. Very good Great. player. Uh, you need to Hill. keep your West Australian hat off. Still Stephen Hill. There are some decent players over on the East Coast too. Michael you know. Walters. Still going, mate. Great player. Another year ago. 
Great player. Um, anything else? Take your fair. Well, I'll tell you, the first one was the um, Melbourne v Carlton result. So, uh, Caleb Marchbanks touch on the line. Christian Petraka. I'm happy with the result. I think we need to improve the goal line technology because if that's the best we can offer up. But it was a soft call. The goal umpire is the best person in the best position to make the call. He's made the call, so we give him the benefit of the doubt. He's making, you know, he's obviously not biased, so he's making the call he thinks is right. Uh, and, of course, it was inconclusive evidence on the replay, so you have to go with the soft call, which was a touch behind. Well, so March, March I'm happy with that. Caleb Marchbank. He swears black and of blue. Of course he does. Nothing against Caleb, but anyone's <laughs> going to swear black and blue that they touched it. <laughs> but it's not up to him. It's up to the goal umpire who made the soft call. But I think we need to improve the technology. And the other thing I'll add is, Barra, I'm just not sure we need to worry about it when it's the kick from 50 metres out that's allegedly touched. If the field umpire yeah. doesn't see it, then just let it go. Yeah, no, I'm with you. But what on the goal line, we need to focus on the goal one. Do we need a couple more goal umpires? On the behind post? No, we don't, Just mate. another couple just of the, Just the technology. You okay. see the sock, how the soccer do it, the yeah. football. Do we have to call it football now because it's taken over? So if we put a rover on like, Mars and we get beam back footage from Mars, surely we can get goal line Yeah, you can put a man on the moon. You'd think you can sort out if it was touched on the line. Yeah, exactly. The MCG. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> who, who used to say football? That uh, Hungarian commentator was uh, Les, uh, Les, Murray. Yeah, Les Murray. Yeah, so we should, I'd, I'd tell you what we'll do with football. Because they're all pushing now, the soccer people are pushing for it to be called football, football, mm-hmm. and not the AFL to be called AFL. You know why it's called soccer? Because they kick it and they soccer it? <laughs> no, it's because <laughs> it's abbreviation for the association football with the sock words. Ah. In because in countries where there are other football codes that were prominent, they needed a differentiation, and that's why they went with soccer. Yeah, so would you be happy to go back to being called football? Uh, it'd be confusing in this country. I've got no real drama with it, but it's confusing yeah. because, like, in Sydney or Queensland, football is rugby, rugby league. league. Yeah. And here, obviously, it's Aussie rules. I reckon we just go with football. Do you? For okay, okay. Oh, no, drop the T. Football. Drop Foot, the T. With football. the D. Just put a D in there. Mm-hmm. Football. Because okay. he used to say, let's go to the football now. Hey, listen, I wanted to say also about Melbourne. Harry Mackay's going to be back for Carlton. What about Carlton? They're fifth. Yeah, amazing effort. Obviously, they're playing finals, barring a major disaster. Uh, Mackay's a really interesting one. I just don't know whether I would play him, Barra. Now, he gets through some um, fitness tests this week. They say he's playing against Gold Coast this week. You could leave him out. Mate, well, who are you going to drop? You have to to drop either Pitnett or De Koning because he needs to play as the second ruckman. So who's going to go? Kane was pretty good last week. Not up to me. It's up to Vossi, uh, Michael, the so boss. So their winning boss. run, what is it, eight games? The first three, I reckon he played in them. So it's not as if they can't win with him in the team. But I just think, it's would you disrupt this beautiful symmetry they've got going at the moment? Because you have a chance to do that. Jeez, he could win you the flag, though. You know, I mean, Melbourne's conversely tried to get Brody Grundy back in in a backfired. Yeah. See Max Gorn's stats? Yeah, he, he just went missing because yeah. Brun- I think he Grundy. he from uh, one or two to 66 when he's in the team. So they've got a lot to think about. I know I get your point. I mean, he's a great player. and You're, you're talking about Mackay or yeah, Grundy? Yeah, I'm talking about Mackay. Yeah. Um, what about oh, Grundy? That, yeah. They're going to have to drop him, aren't yeah, they? I don't know what you do with him. He won't be if there. If they'd won, year. they'd probably keep him. Why don't they... the Eagles have a crack at Grundy? Mm. Well, now, if you can get him on a bit of a reduced, um, because obviously Melbourne are paying some of that Collingwood wage, uh, he'd be handy. 
I saw some bloke putting a deal together for Melbourne to Oscar Allen and pick one yeah, to, no, good to luck. Melbourne and yeah, good luck. All these picks come Oscar back. Oscar Allen is not going anywhere. Plus three, three yeah. players including yeah, of course. Brody Grundy. Putting that together. Just some nafty on the radio. Okay, righto. Um, so let's talk about the. Um, well, it is a bit of an elephant in the room, Barra. A hundred and one point loss in the Derby to West Coast. They're. they're um, uh, what is it? Their worst loss. Worst. What's well, their worst derby loss? Mm. But it's their uh, how many hundred point losses this year now? Well, they've had seven in thirty two games. Five this year. Yeah, seven in thirty two matches, mm. and Collingwood have had seven in their entire history. Yep. There you go. <laughs> one hundred and thirty one years. Oh, look, that was unacceptable, Barra. I mean, they, their form had been good in the lead up, and we were all quite. Um, Looking forward to a more competitive derby. It's disappointing. Wasn't it was it? really disappointing. And Brody Hoff stuff at the start, but they had to pull him out because he had too many puffs on his puffer. Yeah. On his, um... Thankfully, he did get pulled out. It was the right decision to make, and I would hate to get that kid because that would have been a big story had he had Test he. positive. Yeah, but why would you not know if you're an asthmatic? Yeah, well, I don't know. Why would he not know? You can only have six puffs before well, the, a match. Well, they need, they needs to be told by the club. Mm. I I was laughing uh, up there because um, I knew I knew that the the media frenzy would start again, but I knew that about ne- what ab- about the loss or about the, the loss Ventolin. no about the loss, and I knew that the you know well, as the, it should the campaign would start again, but I also knew that Nick Nat was retiring. What, ca- what campaign? <laughs> so, I, <laughs> well, just the campaign of you know the media sort to of, hold the club to account like when they throw up these Kane horrible Korn. results. Kane Corns, your head explodes on a volcano. Have you seen that one? Yeah. You know, they're an embarrassment. They're a joke. All this sort of crap. And then Mark Robinson. Do those people realise we couldn't give a stuff what Mark Robinson thinks? But they're entitled here. to have their no, opinion. No, 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 no. Cornsy, shut up, mate. Talk about your own teams. Don't go Hang slamming on, our but team. He's a com- AFL and Mark Robinson, we don't care about him either. I Jacko do. sort of said half half of something, and that got used. But no one else really over here. Someone has been a bit upfront about it as well. well Hayes has been pretty critical. But I, but I could. I was laughing. The reason I was laughing is because I knew Nick was retiring on Monday. I just knew it would, everything else would get blown to the Scheisenhausen. Mm. <laughs> That's what happened. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that was unacceptable. But you can't go along with Cornsy and Robbo and that having a crack at us. I mean, why? Dinkin. Why can't I go along with it? Because they're not—they're not credible. But they've got no yes, they idea. They are credible. They've got no Played idea. Three hundred games, Corns. Robbo's followed. Yeah, they covered the game for. What I'm saying is, they don't—they don't understand what happens in Western Australia. Yes, they, they don't do. understand, mate. Yes, they do. I don't think you might understand now because <laughs> this environment here. With West Coast is completely unique. I think I've tried to explain this before. Tr- tr- completely unique, and it's not just it, injuries, Barra. It's not going to be changed by external pressure. That's all I'm saying. Okay, that's because fine. it is run by, you know, a cabal. Yes. So, yeah. So just uh, what's what would be the equivalent? I suppose you'd you'd say. Um, no, I won't go there. But anyway. No. Anyway, I thought it was really disappointing, but we take away a bit from a great performance by Fremantle. Lockie Schultz, the Glendening Allen medalist. Any chance the commission can tell us that you don't get this, this account back? You don't get uh, dual medalist now? Any why, chance? Why is there, when did that happen? Well, we, we don't know because we weren't told. <laughs> it's, you know, it was funny. Luke Jackson, I would have liked to have seen dual medalist. He deserved one, but so did Lockie Schultz. Great <laughs> performance by Lockie Schultz. Five goals. Well, I've got to tell you about the yep. judging. It was bloody funny because... I was doing a show with Sean McManus and he was one of the judges, right? So it was McManus, uh, 
Schnucky yep. and Glenn Jakovic. And they kind of vote really late in the game. It should be. I don't agree with voting. And they did this in the AFL. And, of course, famously, Nathan Buckley was awarded the medal about Michael Voss because it was done sort of midway through the last quarter. And then yeah. Michael Voss had that yeah. crackerjack last yeah. 15 minutes, got the Lions over the line. Yeah. Buckley, of course, didn't want his medal, said it was just meant nothing yeah. to him. Have I said yeah? And so, yeah. <laughs> so they uh, changed the rules after that. And I don't like it. I think you should wait till the final <laughs> siren Lee. to hand out Thank your you, votes. Poor Lee. Now, you got to wait till the final <laughs> siren. <laughs> you know, we got really stiffed on that. Peter Bell. There's no question. I, I can't remember which North Melbourne Grand Premiership it was, but Peter Bell should have got the Norm Smith medal. By the end of the match, he had 30 and kicked four or something. So Archer get it that year? No, Shannon Grant. Shannon they Grant. went early on Shannon Grant because I think go. he kicked a few. Yeah. Well, this <laughs> is belly, my point. Billy missed out. Well, this is my point. But, and so anyway, it was happening. It was happening at But Durham. how can you give votes when your <laughs> game hasn't played out? Because there's still... Because well, you have to get the paper down to the ground. Oh, no, mate. We'll just delay I was thinking, it. why can't they we'll text or something? just delay it for five minutes. <laughs> Tell you what, but this is what happened, right? This is absolute no. I, I hope this is okay to talk about. This is behind the scenes stuff. So I'm watching with McManus. There's me, and McManus, and Jacko's in the box. And so Jacko must have voted a bit early. So he had Jackson three. Uh, I think he had Jordan Clark two, and he had one for Lockie Schultz, right? Yep. So I don't know if he went early or whatever. Macca at that stage had Jackson three, Lockie Schultz two. All right. And then he kicked another goal. Yeah. After, yeah, yeah <laughs> but he'd already put his votes in. And Lockie kicks his fifth, right? And he's going, hang on. And he changed, so he changed it. it. There, you go. There you go. And guess what? If Lockie had kicked his six, remember it was touched on the line, he could have kicked six. So poor old Jack. I think he got caught out there, the big, the big fella. It's so. a bit like Sumer in 92. <laughs> Matera handing, handballing over the top to Matera for one of his five. <laughs> Uh, look, anyway, I was disappointing, mate. There's no getting away from it. And um, now they're going to get pumped probably by the bullies. And uh, Tom Cole's going to be out. You know, they, they won't they won't force. How's Oscar uh, Allen? Oscar will probably sit out as well. And then they've got the send off for Bunger and Shuey in the Adelaide game. So, and that'll be it. And well, all the big guns, the big tipping, they're probably pretty happy to see the end of this season. Oh, I can't fast forward enough. Don't worry. Uh, what else took your fancy over the weekend? It was a emphatic victory from Port Adelaide, playing more like the Port Adelaide style. So they keep their keep themselves well and truly in that top four. Really interesting couple of weeks to play out. Uh, impressive win by St Kilda, and so uh, not confirmed yet, but very likely to be playing finals. And then the, uh, that great win by Hawthorne uh, mm. over the Western Bulldogs. Pretty impressive stuff. Did that, Grand... did that hurt you not tipping them? Yeah. And they, and they got up? <laughs> I yeah. thought it might have because Warple But I tipped with the head, not the heart. Mate, they friggin' Was won. That a so sort you of can't have been tipping seen... with your head. You were tipping with your – something else. Did, did, a bit lower. Is that as good as game <laughs> have you seen from a mid for a while from John Newcomb? Oh, oh, how good was he? Warple's re-signed. I mean, they were lucky with Libba to get – how did he get knocked out? <laughs> So if he if he plays, they probably if he ain't playing, they you know they 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 almost snuck home anyway, didn't they? But now you think the bulldog's going to drop out? Is is GWS going to get him or oh, Geelong? Oh no, I'm not prepared to say that just yet. I think they've got the West Coast this week, so I think um, I don't know. I, th- I can see the dogs playing finals. I really can. I'm not sure. Oh, you're right. You know, so the bullies will win, and GWS has got Essendon, so they probably win at Giant Stadium. So they'll be on the same points. It'll come down to the last round. Yeah, it will. It's going to be a fantastic That'll finish. That make it exciting. Uh, Brisbane got over the line against Adelaide. The six-point win once again uh, got there, but 
unconvincing and really sad to see Jack Gunston go down with a medial. So he will mm. certainly be um, touch and go to play again this year. No, they, I think they said two weeks. Well, no, mate. I think that's longer than that. Daniel Rich, very sad to see him going down as well. well um, Darcy Moore was the other one, wasn't it, in the Collingwood game? So they've lost Nick Dacos and Darcy Moore. Mm. But got the job done. I mean, that was, that was a good win from Collingwood on Friday night, I thought, against Geelong. You know they got on Friday night. And Cameron kicks seven and they lose. Would you be tipping that? No. But Friday night, Brisbane at Marvel. And I know they don't, but they play okay at Marvel, Brisbane, which just throws a little bit of confusion into that tip. Collingwood, pretty hard to go past. Good to see Majacic come back in with five goals. Josh Dacos, one Dacos comes out, just insert another, and they're okay. Josh Dacos, great game. Um, you know, Cameron, seven goals and they lose. So I'm not sure. I think the Cliffs come to Geelong, mate. And I think Collingwood's still... Very much a chance. Darcy, it looked bad, didn't it, when you grabbed the hammy high? So he won't be back till the finals, will he, really? No, he won't. Does that may, may take him out, out of all Australian Well, things? luckily, no, I don't think so. Luckily, you've got... Because he had a bad couple of weeks yeah, as well, hasn't he? Yeah, well, he's in the, they're definitely in the mix. I don't reckon he... You know, you, you know Darren Glass... Is Sicily Glass, ahead of him now? It, it, at the moment, it, well, or the other... Sam does Taylor. Least, Sam Taylor's got him. Does he at least get on the bench? Darcy, I think he deserves a spot in that all Australians. I, I tell you what, man on man, you know Darren Glass, mm-hmm. never beaten in a man on man contest, never, not once, never, ever, in his ever career. in his in his whole time at West Coast. Is that right? Never, yeah, it mate, surely absolutely, you can quote me on that. Gone back over the tapes, we've watched them all, seen You've watched every every single every, tape, every one on one contest. Oh, you never have beaten. No one ever outmarked him ever. That's a fact. That is a fact. That's why John... What about when he was in his first couple of games? He was playing forward. <laughs> Remember he played forward? Oh. Remember he bungled that ball? He couldn't get was the handle? Was he outmarked as a forward? We could have won the derby. <laughs> Maybe. We couldn't win the derby. Remember they couldn't win the derby because he couldn't ha- pick up the ball in the goal square? And they, after that, it was back to the back line. But that's why Wusher puts him maybe, right maybe ahead of Djakovic. Mm-hmm. How's that? Maybe ahead of Glenn Djakovic because he never got beaten. And Jacko beat Carey. More often than he got beaten, yeah. Yeah, he did. but he did get beaten by Kerry. But Glass, never beaten. And you know what, Darcy Moore, he struggles a bit in that respect. He's not as good as Sam Taylor, is he, with those long arms? No, but he's got and other strengths that Sam Taylor doesn't have. I think he's a more attacking player than Sam mm, Taylor. That's his go, isn't it? Well, and he's also pretty good defensively, so I think he's an all, more of an all-round player. You watch him get outmarked. Sam Taylor's a good player, though. Uh, Sydney got the job done against Gold Coast. Tuke Miller went on to Errol Goulden. Um, so yeah, and why'd they move him? Yeah, I know. Was it, was it strange. Mi- was it Miller who told him? Well, they, what, well, okay, so King, the coach, said, look, we wanted to try and win the game rather than protect it. And so that's why we moved Tuke off him. Um, and then, of course, Goulden came into it. And, there goes his job. Look, They'll be announcing Hardwick this next week. They, oh. No, end of next week or early the next. He's still in Europe, and I think they need him to be back there. You can't do it via link, mate. He needs to be there. Mate, if he's... Five-year deal. If you shut down Errol Goulden and you, may, you move the bloke off him, you're out the door, Ski. You're yeah. not getting the job. No, well, Damien Hardwick's got the job. It's oh, done. No, done and dusted. That's what I mean. And um, apparently Hinkley in the next few days as well. The other game we didn't mention was Essendon North Melbourne, and I bring this up because fairy tales don't always happen, Barra. Ben Cunnington's final no. game. I loved his game. It was a good contested mm. game, which is what you get from him. But a couple of goals too at the bookends. Yeah. And kick the one that you thought gave him enough momentum to win but didn't quite get there. He should have. That, that was ordinary by the ruse not getting up for him because he was so, it was so beautiful. He kicked the first goal. 
He kicked Cunnington kicked yeah. the first goal. And then at the end of the game with his kids and he never speaks, he and he he was mad. Yeah, emotional scenes, weren't they? Mate, I reckon they're in I reckon they've got problems, North. You no, know, I what? don't. I reckon their squad looks okay. Nah, no, nah, mate. Griffin Lowe's got an ACL and Ben Mackay's leaving. They haven't got a back line anymore. Mm. They're gonna have to rebuild their back line still, again. Yeah, they are, but I still Again. Think... Their midfield, yeah, I'll give you that. There's no there I... is a base though. They have got some the midfield, they've got a lot of young midfield talent. They've got Sheasel and so, that midfield. George, George and Sheasel, plus plus you know L, LBJ, whatever his name is, um, they uh, LDU. Yeah, Luke Davies Uniaki, Yeah, but mate, I'm, I reckon they're in trouble. I honestly reckon. I reckon they need a priority don't pick. Start, I reckon they need don't something. Don't start me on I'd that. I'd give them one. No, why, mate? Because I reckon they're in disarray. You want me to quote Ian Healy again? Arjuna <laughs> uh, Ranatunga. Just Paul, Pauline. You don't get a runner for being dot 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 <laughs> filling the gaps here. No. No, no priority picks. I don't believe in All them. All right. Um, Barrett, now it's time for this. Saddle up your camel. It's time for the Thirsty Camel Mailbag. Thank you, the Thirsty Camel. We will be giving away on Thursday a 10-pack of 196 double lemon. lemon. A beautiful drop it is. Please send your mail into quartersandbarra at wanews.com.au. I won't be spelling it. For a very good reason. First mail this week. Apologies, it's a week late to Michael, our friend Michael. Oh, yeah. But it landed in my junk box, so I'm going to have to uh, try and change that. You'll love this one, Barra. Yeah. You'll love this. Okay. Dear Quarters and Barra, just thought I'd share a sheet for people to play Quarters and Barra bingo with their mates. It's a drinking game, right? Love the pod and share this with the greatest of respect. Okay, you ready? This is Quarters and Barra bingo. Seinfeld gets mentioned. That's once today. Barra says Pooparama. <laughs> I've said that once. Quarters marathon history. Haven't had that today. Barra argues with Quarters. To, uh, you had one of them. Quarters tips Western Bulldogs. Yeah, well, yeah, that'll be Thursday. Ruffy the dog. Hello to Ruffy out there if you're listening, by the way. Ruffy the Probably dog. tucked up on the my dog. Oh, your little dog. Jared Ruffy. Sorry, my yeah, yeah, yeah. black and tan chihuahua with a little bit of Jack Russell well, in it. Is a skull. Uh, Ruffy the dog. Barra laughs at his own joke. Oh, did a couple of those. Cats in Kentucky. <laughs> Hi, Greg and Katie. And I've actually got a, a, a some mail from them this week. Of course. Barra gets sidetracked. Yeah, well, that's every that happened, week. That happened. Quarters claims to have very small hands. Haven't mentioned haven't them mentioned for a that while. Today, no. no. Quarters rivalry with Rick Arden. Well, he's dropped. Is he dropped in away a bit, Rick? No, he's equal with me. No, no. He's back too, isn't he? Zen Palace. He is back on the news. Barra tells Quarters to drink some water. That's when you start coughing and yeah. can't breathe. Yeah. Barra quotes Shakespeare. That hasn't happened for a while. Barra uses the great man as a backhanded compliment. <laughs> backhanded compliment. Nick Bar- Natanui is a great man. There you go. Barra asks how to pronounce Raul. <laughs> Quarters spells Barra. The Be- Adelaide B- preseason w- camp gets mentioned. Quarters and Barra debate Tasmania as a destination. Barra asks what the email address is. <laughs> and the last one, with the greatest respect to our good mate, the old number nine at West Coast. Oh. Barra praises Ben Carson. Oh. <laughs> as know much what? as hey. he is very praiseworthy, you do do it every week. Can I just show you? He's got a good point. Whilst I've already been hammered for it, I may as well show you this photo. How's this photo? After Nick Nat's presser. So there's Nick. With these bub. Oh, yeah, I saw that photo. It's a great and photo. And there's Benny smiling and there's Barra, you know, like. And you know what we're talking about? Who's going to get the number nine? Who is going to get it? 
Because when Ben handed it over to Nick Natty, he said, mate, be careful with that because the other bloke come unstuck. <laughs> he wore nine, it talking was... about himself. Oh, right. <laughs> well. So what, Harley Reid? Well, maybe. It'd have that's to be Harley Reid, That's a it? good call. Yeah, get the if big the, Harley. Are they not going to split the pick? Yeah, I don't know. Nah. No, nah, I don't think Daniel so. Daniel Curtin. Is it Daniel Curtin? Jeez, you know he's been near best on ground in the waffle. There you Two go. weeks in a row in the league. Mm -hmm. In the league. Mm -hmm. I mean, Clement have lost, but he's been phenomenal. Is Daniel, maybe Daniel I love Curtin. that guy. Mm. Yeah. Great, uh, great man. So this one from Greg and Katie from Kentucky. Hello, guys and girls. How are you going? Um, here he goes. Uh, did West Coast Eagles announce Nat Nui's retirement after the disgraceful after the disgraceful performance versus Frio to perhaps distract the media? <laughs> and number two is Nat Fife being positioned as midfield coach in twenty twenty four, maybe even a playing coach. Um, I'm not sure about Nick, at, Nat. Well, they've they've three in a row, haven't they? They have a Tuesday, yeah. Tuesday, Monday. Hearn, it was good timing. Shuri, Nat Nui, handy Greg, timing. That's for sure. Greg and Katie. It was good. Timing, a good point. But he had retired a couple of weeks ago. Hey, and, and as for Fife, <laughs> well, let's just hope he gets a full preseason into him. He gets back into that midfield because they need him in there. And I think he absolutely will be an on-field coach for at, at, at Fremantle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. As in, you you know, you're a coach while you're playing. It, I mean, David Mundy was very much a playing coach out on the field. Maybe you know? they should flip it. Shuey should go down to Freo and help them, and Fife should come to well, West Coast. Did Sumer mention that a few weeks ago? About Shuey going down there? Yeah. I don't think he mentioned Fife and coming to Eagles. No, but he meant, certainly mentioned Shuey. That because that would actually be quite good. See, Josh Casp. His stature is just growing. He's hang, I think he's hanging around. I mean, I think Hinkley will get a two-year extension. And but what interestingly, at Gold Coast, King is hanging around. And also the football manager, uh, Wayne Campbell. So they're all hanging around. I think there was a bit of excitement about yeah, Tim Wayne Campbell's arrival. He, he's, he's Hardwick's best mate. <laughs> he's yeah. hanging around for yeah, sure. Well, they yeah, yeah. But uh, what were we talking about? We're talking about Fifey coming to mm. the Dockers, to coming to the Eagles. Shuey going down. Well, Fife's playing next year. So. I had a very good anyway, point to make. Um, thanks for the email, guys. Hope all is going well on Kentucky. You know they call their farm Fremantle Farm, don't you? Uh -huh. And they, You know they've got quarters and barra. Beautiful. Yeah. Uh, the goat. They're goats, by the way. Um, g'day, gents. Regarding how to maximise Darcy and water, Jackson mate. in the same team going forward. <laughs> I wonder, Skull, I wonder if Jackson could legitimately learn three roles. We know he's a very good ruckman with strengths as a forward, but I wonder also if he could learn a big-bodied midfield role. His height, strength, nousing congestion and tank make him perfect for the role. He could split the ruck 30-70 with Darcy with the other 70% of his role, split between key forward and midfield where he could provide reprieve for Fife and Young in 2024. That's from Todd, the Frio Phantom. I actually love that email. That's mm -hmm. I love everything about it because Darcy is their, I still think, their best ruckman. But, geez, got a lot of upside in many areas, Jackson. And I still think he can play a midfield role um, as a complement to Darcy. But, but they're compromising themselves, aren't they? Because no, no club in the AFL has two great ruckmen. And Melbourne tried it and it just crashed and burned. And we're talking about Max Gorn and Brodie Grundy. We're talking about two very good players. Cannot be done. Can't be done. Can but I think Luke Jackson's a bit different, you though, because he's a hybrid player. He can play in several roles. But he's – did you watch the – So I don't think Grundy can go forward, but Jackson can. I don't think Grundy could go and play in a wing. I but think Max Jackson Gorn can. can go forward. Yeah, but it's different the other – it doesn't Why flip the other different? way. Because he's not a forward. He's not a – he's never been a natural – Jackson, forward. mate. Oh, I think he can play he's a forward He's a ruck role. forward. He's a ruck yeah, forward. Yeah, yeah, Did you yeah. watch the derby? 
Yeah, I did. Did you see how good he was? Yes. Yeah. Why would you want to put Darcy instead of him? Well, because. Just answer that. Because you forget how good Darcy is just because he's not playing. So Darcy. You're a better side with Darcy in that team. Better side. You didn't want. They are. (laughs) The last couple of great wins they've had, he wasn't playing. Yeah, but he's he's played in wins, in good wins as well. Earlier in the season, so, so you would you'd rather have Sean Darcy number one ruck than, I would. than Luke Jackson. Yes, I would. Okay, and so Luke Jackson plays ne- still plays. He's going ruck. to be ten percent better next year, and another ten percent the year mm-hmm. after. He's going to be thirty or forty percent better in five years' time. He's going to eclipse Sean Darcy. Okay, we'll see. And you'll still have Sean Darcy there going. I'm Where still, are we going to put him? I'm not downplaying how good Luke Jackson's going to be. I'm just saying you can use him in a variety of roles. I know. I just, and I, that's his greatest strength. And that's their greatest strength. Imagine if you can have a player who can play ruck midfield forward. I mean, that's just – I can't think of the last player who fit that category. So I think so you think he can turn into a great forward? I think he can turn into a great hybrid player who plays several roles. Oh, well, what's the percentage? So is he going to play 65%? Darcy's going to play 65% and 35% in the ruck – for the other folk. Well, you could go 60-40. Okay. So Darcy he, can float forward too, you know. He's so pretty 60% handy down there. of the time, Jackson will be a forward. Yeah. And that ain't going to work. Mate. Okay. Well, I think it can. And by the way, Jai Amos will be oh, a handy. superstar. Very handy. And he'll be going, hey, Jacko, piss off out of me, out of me space. I can take like this Sumi myself. used to do. I'm on fire. Yeah, yeah, Get out of the way. Get out of the way. But do you, what did you make of um, Justin Longmuir's, of course, he's his coach, so he has to say it, but... Uh, that he can't understand why Jai Amos isn't figuring more prominently in rising star calculations. He's obviously been nominated, mm. but can he win it? What's he See, I've got, Sheasel, I've got Sheasel in front at the moment. Have you? Yeah. What about Mitchie Owens? No, I've got Sheasel ahead of him. And Jai Amos would be a worthy winner. If He's had got, a great year, great got, second you, year of AFL. You've forgotten about Ashcroft as well. Yeah, he missed too much at the tail end, I think. What's Amos kicked? He's kicked 30 odd, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, pretty handy. But oh, Sheasel's had a very good year. All right, so you put up you put up Jai Amos and shot him down and gave your yeah, own I bloke. Yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you answered your own He's question. He's not my own bloke. And now I remember what I was going to say. Yep. Josh Carr. Now, my, what I'm told is Josh Carr is the – he's pulled out of the Richmond job and is the heir apparent at Port. So they're going to – They so- might do that, yeah. They're going to sign – they are going to do this. Yeah, okay. I'm telling you. Hinkley is going to sign, right? The Kira Billy Agreement. Ooh, yeah, Willie Buckley Renick. and Malthouse. Josh Carr work. in two years' time takes over. Oh. And Josh Carr, and that's a massive loss for Fremantle when Josh Carr lost. And we, now we know He's their midfield coach, that yeah. Josh Carr was the man. We'll find someone else. There's other talent out there. What, the Dockers? No, find some more talent. There's other coaching talent out there. But, oh, good luck to him. It makes sense. But those curability agreements. Oh, they can come on. Clarkson, Mitchell didn't mm. end well. But, hey, what Old about Buckley didn't end well. Mate, that did, he had a bad, uh, Mick reneged. And Nathan never forgave him. As, so that's what happened with the curability too, with Hawke and Keating. Mm. That's right. Okay, High Quarters and Barrow. The AFL made a mature decision to broadcast the Matildas match at AFL Games on the weekend. Given the level of interest generated by World Cup football in Australia, this must surely worry the AFL. Young kids and more so their parents must be turning their attention now more than ever to the world game. Parents, from the point of view of a sport deemed safer with less physical contact and kids captured by the international competition and all the excitement it offers for both men and women. How can the AFL ever be realistic about expanding expanding the game outside of the country when we still don't have a truly national competition with integrity outside of Victoria? 
We have a grand final tied to Victoria until 2050. Ten Victorian teams favoured regarding travel, with some still being propped up by the other wealthier clubs in the AFL. Your thoughts, Marie from Woodlands. That's an excellent email. Uh, yeah, I think there will definitely be kids attracted to the world game, as they should be. The Matildas are flying the flag, doing a magnificent job. It's a very expensive game to play if you're a kid, though. Mm. And I think the AFL is much cheaper to play. People are very – they've got subsidized. a lot of disposable cash at the moment. The so. AFL is subsidised by the, a- by the AFL. Yeah. <laughs> and But I'll give you the tip. The other side of it is it's a lot easier for teachers to have kids playing soccer, football in the yard because we have to do is chuck out the little round ball and they go and run around and kick it. Whereas footy, it's a bit different. It flies all over the shop. You're gonna, you need instruction on how to kick it. You don't need much instruction. And when Sam Kerr was at Samson Primary School and she was practicing her backflips in Western Australia, she wanted to play for the West Coast Eagles. And she wanted to go to Aquinas College, by the way. And so dad, dad, my friend Roger, had to say, you can't go to Aquinas. It's an all-boys school. She used to have cut her hair really short. And so everyone thought she was a boy playing in the footy, junior footy. And in fact, when she came out and said, I'm a girl, one of the boys started crying. (laughs) He couldn't believe it. He's been getting towelled up by this girl. But then when she got to 12, there was no avenue for it. She had to keep playing against boys, getting beaten up, black eyes. Thankfully, there is now. And that, so the AFL lost Sam Kerr. Mm. That was a massive loss in it. Oh, Australia didn't know. Yeah, but she, but she is. The AFL did, Australia didn't, Barra. Oh, no, Australia was the winner. But. Bad for the AFL because she's leading the charge now. For every young girl wants to be Sam Kerr or Mary Fowler. Yeah, well, you know what I mean. Tough, and, I think and it's a lot great of young boys too. Game. So, and there's there now there's a push to have rectangular stadiums. More, we need more rectangular stadiums. You Plenty guys are out there. dominating. Plenty out there. Not enough, mate. You know the juniors in soccer is more than the AFL. Mm-hmm. There's more kids playing soccer than AFL okay. at the moment. Okay, still the they, they've got a challenge now, mate. They've yeah, got well. to meet it somehow. I don't know how. They'll Seriously. meet it. They'll meet it. Uh, again. That, so Marie one, was right. This one from Andrew. It's a very good email. Um, High quarters and Barrow, the Matildas are showcasing their best to our nation during primetime broadcasting on free-to-air television. The AFL should revert back to their COVID time mantra of being agile and flexible and have a night 2023 grand final. Is seven weeks enough lead-in time to achieve this? No, it's not. Perth only had a six-week lead-in time during COVID restrictions which turned out to be the most successful grand final broadcast ever at 5.15pm Western Standard Time. The AFL should build on the momentum and enhance their viewing audience game by the Matildas nighttime broadcast. Scheduling and broadcasting teams should stare down all those Victorian interest groups who continue to be the biggest obstacle to a night grand final. It's a good email. I don't think there's enough time now. I think there should be and there will be because the broadcaster will demand it. But I don't think it'll be night, it'll be twilight. So be a twilight. It'll start as twilight, but it'll end up night because that's that's actually prime time. And that's why the Matildas at 6 o'clock here, 8 o'clock in the east, that is absolute prime time. And the Matildas, who was that letter from? Sent from? That's Andrew. Andrew. Mate, he is so on the money because what Seven is noticing now is the the figures for nighttime games, primetime games are way higher, way more attractive to advertisers. It is the way to go. It'll happen. And they'll, and what they'll say is, look, you want us to play soccer at that time or you want us to have something else on at that time? Are you going to take that slot, AFL? Because this is, a, this is prime time. 
And he's right. It's only the Victorian traditionalists that are holding it back. Well, you know, the funny thing is I was rusted on. Because we don't give a shit. It starts at 12 over here. Well, I am a Victorian, and I was a rusted on believer in day grand finals. And then I realized why. Why am I so steadfast in this view? Mm. And I couldn't come up with a legitimate reason. Good on you. Then I started Good seeing the NRL at night and State yeah. of Origin and other sports at night. It's a no-brainer. You've seen the we light. We need Twilight Grand Final. Or we've seen the but darkness. I, I saw the light. Yeah, I saw the darkness about four or five years ago, actually. So, so, you're, so you, it'll just happen. because you left Melbourne, mate. It's nothing to do If you were still that. living there, you'd be going, now nah, we need to play at 240 or 220 or 210 because Why, we've always done that. Yeah, that's, always done that doesn't cut anymore. When Daryl Baldock was going around. Oh, he was all right. <laughs> and Jack Dyer played. And mate, those Victorians, they, they don't give a stuff about us, mate. That's why you got to fight them. Uh, Max writes, high quarters and Barra, Eagles supporter based in Victoria, so ineligible for the drinks. Given that Gold Coast are likely to trade out their first pick in the draft, surely the Eagles should be going for this. Now that Barras is reported to be staying, we need to get another top draft pick in the, to fast-track this rebuild. I don't think pick 1 and 19 is enough top-end talent. Have you heard anything about this? Potentially trading some older players, although not much currency, to bundle up picks for the Suns for the academy picks. So, one of those academy kids, too, at the Suns, I, I, the name just escapes me at the moment, they, they rate him higher than Harley mm. Reid. So, Not about higher, but right up there. But you can't, there is a way around this. I agree. If, you, if there's an opportunity to get that, get it. But they're going to need, they're going to need the draft value, by the way, because t- teams will match their academy products. Um, they can split the pick one. That's the other option. And there are some players. They're just waiting to see if anyone will come to them every, with a three, anything, off, think, three first rounders. I would if say. If you had three first rounders, you go. Yeah. You take it, right? That's just unbelievable. Three I would first say round. for the Eagles, uh, Oscar Allen, Reuben Jinby, Elijah Hewitt, maybe Noah Long. I reckon everyone else is just about off the ta- on the table. At at, uh, at West Coast, yeah. Liam Ryan. No, he's on. He'd be tradable if if you could get the right offer for Tom Brass. He, he doesn't him. want to go now, so he can't. No, put him well, on. no, well, he's tra- contracted, so he's. Who not said going. he was going? By the way, uh, it was very much on the. It was definitely being discussed the Sydney mm. offer, but he's agreed to stay now, which is good. For <laughs> he agreed to stay. He had a five year contract. Yeah, but I mean, you can work <laughs> ways around that, Barry. You know, these days contracts mean very little. Yeah, I love being in the media because you can say any old thing, and then the bloke comes out and says, "No, I'm not doing that." You go, "No one says nothing." <laughs> <laughs> no one says anything, Adrian. No one says anything <laughs> or nothing. Uh, <laughs> hi team, no, watch... I can get away with murder. Another Matildas male. <laughs> hi team, watching and listening to the Matildas, you can't help but notice the confidence and be in awe of how the girls embrace the pressure. Meanwhile, the doctors once again put in a commanding performance. Now the weight of expectation has been lifted. While throughout the season, as soon as there was an expectation to do well with finals on the line, they consistently capitulated. Should Fremantle be looking to headhunt at the Matildas sports site <laughs> or even an assistant coach who have helped cultivate a no fear prepared for all scenarios environment? <laughs> and there's another question. Fremantle recruit Isaac Smith as a non-playing assistant coach under the salary cap. Uh, non-playing assistant coach under the salary cap, you'd be under the soft cap. Uh, would have valuable IP from two of the most successful coaches of the modern era. Uh, be a great idea, that last second point. Uh, just that Isaac Smith, I think, is more than content to retire to rural life. So I think that's the key for Isaac Smith. Um, yeah, it's interesting about the Dockers. Look, I think we're giving them a bit of grace time here because they are a very young squad after all their departures at the end of last year. But I think the pressure will be on Fremantle if they we get midway through next year and they're, they're going belly up. 
Nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. They'd be very disappointed. Yeah, that's not good enough. 14th, they'd be that's disappointed. That's not good enough. But I'll tell you what, back on the Matildas, they eat pressure for breakfast, those girls. They, they are <laughs> spectacular. Mary Fowler, Mary Fowler came up and she had to deliver. Otherwise, we, the World Cup was going out the door. We, we were going to get defeated, right? Oh, she's fantastic. And she player. hit one of the greatest <laughs> strikes that anyone has ever not 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 just women, men or women. Really put a hole in the back. Mate, of the it was on its way to New Zealand. It, it was, was unbelievable. Yeah. The way she hit that, like I've actually studied and asked soccer people about it, football people about it, and they're just in awe. You know, I'll give you Harry Kane or Messi or Ronaldo. No one else is going to strike it any better than that. And and under pressure with the whole of Australia watching. She's puppy part, puppy New Guinean. Pup, dad's Irish, yeah. lived in Queensland, went in the Netherlands, played over there, came back to Queensland. She's only 20, like absolute freak. She's, I want the, the, gloves. she's the next Sam Kerr. I want the gloves. Yeah, the, the, the superstitious with the superstition with the gloves. Mate, what a star. She's at Man City. I don't know, Real Madrid will be knocking on the we door. We like now. short emails. This one from Paul. I tipped the pies by seven points. I'm quite happy with the two goals of Jeremy Cameron. That's Paul from Kalgoorlie. Uh, thank you, Paul. Well done on your tip. Um, I think he's being a bit facetious, Jeremy Cameron. What did you make it? <laughs> so the mark I didn't think was a mark. and the, but, but let's be honest, a lot of those are paid when they're over the boundary line. Kicked a goal from that. And the other one was the handball from close. Now that, And the AFL has admitted they got mm. that wrong. That was, that was out and of we bounds. Went, and we went, no shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Mate, he was almost outside the ground. Another short one. He from, was out with Wayne Harms. Another short one from Chris from Manjumup. <laughs> Should West Coast consider getting Matt Crouch with our young mids potentially yes. hitting the wall yes. mid-season along with Yo's injury that? woes? That's Chris from Manjumup. Very good email. Chris, yes, very they good. should put him in the put him in the running because Matt Crouch is the one they need to get a big body in there to help him out next year. Uh, I mean, Jager O'Meara, he hasn't quite done it. He gave he gave Coley a bit of a touch up in the forward line at one stage there, and he's been good, but he hasn't been able to be the man. And can Fifey come back and do it? Probably not. Um, Caleb's growing, I suppose, but they're just... I suppose John, he's had a good year. Caleb's no, no, but I mean in terms of inside mid, Johnson will be the man. He'll be the yeah. man in two years' time. But I reckon as a wedge, Matt Crouch, great yeah, idea. Good idea. Uh, to just uh, nearly finished, high quarters and Barrett. West Coast continues to run through an uninspiring inflatable eagle at home games. Could the Dockers leave the players' race and enter the playing field water, by mate. running through an inflatable replica of their trophy cabinet? Well, I think they already do. Uh, when I find something I like, I stick with it. George Steinbrenner. Very good. Thank you, Michelle. <laughs> Very clever, point, Michelle. Bring back the Banner Eagles. Just admit defeat. And the last one, Barra. Jeez, we got some mail, didn't we? What's the, the address again? The best pod twice a week. Enjoy the banter. Barra's laugh is infectious. Don't give him too much encouragement, please. The repartee between you two is gold. Look forward to it every Tuesday and Thursday. Any chance of a daily pod? I don't know. No. Mate, we, want you, we want to leave you, you hanging like and more. And that was from Aaron from Bakers Hill. You know why we couldn't? Because you couldn't hold up. <laughs> He's having water now. That's another <laughs> skull. Hey, I wanted to tell you something about the Eagles too that I found out. So Gre Greg Clark, did he play in the Derby? Yeah, yes, he did. The answer is yes. Sorry, I'm just... Greg Clark. Oh, um, sorry, choking. Some more water <laughs> Can you give him CPR, please? Okay. So Greg Clark plays in the Derby as the sub, comes on, plays a bit of the game, does well. Then he plays for Subi. Uh, sorry, in, for the Eagles against whoever they played the next day. And guess what? He got reported for striking uh, the player at Subiaco and he got a week. <laughs> He's actually it's out. a big weekend. 
I think when you're the sub, that's okay. You can play in that waffle game. Oh, yeah. We better wrap it up, mate. Thank you, you for your mail. Up? Thank you to Thirsty Camel. <laughs> Please send your mail in to Quarters and Barra at wanews.com.au. Please keep them short. You've been listening to Quarters and Barra. We have been brought to you by Tab Touch. Better your bet with Tab Touch. Gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help on 1800 858 858. I'm going to find some more water. Look forward to talking to you on Thursday. Puparama, Puparama. If you're a fan of the podcast, why don't you get in touch? Send your thoughts to the Thirsty Camel mailbag at quarters and barra at wanews.com.au. And don't forget to like, subscribe, and of course, tell your mates. This has been The Game with Quarters and Barra.